So our apostles today, Saints uh, Simon and Jude, they're celebrated together because it is said that they went uh, to evangelize uh, the Eastern territories, most of the, the names of the countries that we have today, uh, they weren't the countries back then, but they went east anyway, to uh, evangelize and gave their lives for the Lord. Gave their lives in witness for this message, which was just much more than, I don't know, an, an alternative way of living. Like, uh, uh, we, the word gospel means good news, but like, it's, it's, uh, it's not that I want to correct tradition in the church or anything but like it's so much more than just good news it's not just a good news like like good news it's a bank holiday you know good news uh interest rates have come down good news um mcdonald's are giving half price burgers you know good it's all good news okay great but this is so much different this is this is so much more than just like something joyful for the day or, or something that would make your life a little happier this good news that they brought this is life-changing. It changes just every aspect of the way we live. Because the, the news that they're bringing, the news that they're bringing like, is relevant to all eternity. The, the news that they're bringing is a person. Right? So the, the word that they're bringing is, is the Logos incarnate, the word of God made flesh. So Jesus, who comes into this world in order that you and I, I mean, sorry to phrase it so simply, but like Jesus who comes into the world that you and I can be happy for all eternity. That's the whole point like salvation, heaven, being united with God. This is our ultimate happiness. It's the ultimate goal of our lives, to be brought into God. So this is the message that, that, that they bring. This is the message that they witness to with their lives. St. Jude, who was clubbed to death and then uh, decapitated afterwards, his, his relics are, are in St. Peter's in Rome. But they, they were willing to, to go this far for not just, again, any kind of a good news story, but they gave their lives for a person. They gave their lives for, for, for Jesus. And that's what's so inspiring about any, for me, for, about any martyr, you know? Like, people can be smart and study a lot and do a bit of research and find out, do a bit of theology or biblical studies or whatever, and know lots of things about our faith. But giving your life for it is, it's, it's a different level. It's a different level altogether. I might know lots of things. It doesn't change my life. We don't get into heaven because of what we know. We get into heaven because of what we do to the grace of God. So we're not saved by the fact that we know lots of stuff. We're saved by the fact that, that Jesus has died on the cross for us and we work with that. So it's what I do with this grace. Do I want it? Do I collaborate with it? Do I obey him? Don't I? It's what I do that matters, not what I know. What you know is easy. Read a few books, you'll be fine. Uh, you know, read, read the catechism twice. You'll, you'll know everything you need to know. Doing it, different world different world and that's where that's where and why uh, the apostles or, or martyrs in, in general the saints in general they show us what it means to follow Christ it's not just about knowing lots of stuff it's about doing it putting it into practice we were studying the catechism there as we do during the week I was just we were just came across we were doing the section on prayer we normally start with the, the last section of the catechism the fourth section uh, on prayer because it's uh, something that we can relate a little easier to it's also a, it's a small bit it's an easier section than starting with the creed uh, so we were just talking about prayer and the battle of prayer and how prayer is hard and the catechism makes no bones about it like it, it's not trying to say when you pray you will be carried by the hands of angels on clouds 
and your soul will be elated and lifted before the bosom of Abraham. And you will, you know, God will come and hug you with a big chunky hug and it'll all be lovely. It doesn't say that. It says right from the beginning, prayer is hard and prayer is a battle. You know, and it's, I, I think it's, it's, it's good that it's so blunt about the fact that prayer isn't easy. Why? Because if I think if we're honest, that's probably your experience. That, that, that prayer is hard. Or maybe you get a couple of good days where it's, it's, it's great. It's lovely. It's kind of you love coming into the chapel. And then those three or four days pass. And then the next couple of days, it's hard. Or especially with, with today's busy world, there's so much else one could do. There's so many alternatives, so many options. There's so much that needs to be done as well. Need is always relative, but like there's so many things that, that like we are on our lists and so many things that we prioritize as needs. It's like uh, the, 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 there's work to be done, people to be communicated to. Uh, there's rest that needs to be had, whatever, everything, everything. There are lots of things on our lists uh, that, that need to be done. The question is then, where does, where does prayer fit in this priority list? Where does prayer come in? Because something that, that when we were talking about prayer, a, a, a problem or an issue that came up was that when we pray, when we pray, when we dedicate time to prayer, part of us will always feel like you've lost. Okay? So every time we pray, don't worry, the story finishes well, but every time... Every time we pray, part of you loses. Okay? Now, that's not necessarily a bad thing. It's not a bad thing. We'll see in a second. But, again, you see, in, in this battle to pray, I have a lot of things that need to be done. I have a lot of uh, things I'd rather be doing, maybe. Things maybe that are more fun or more entertaining. Or maybe things that feel more urgent. Things that I just I really need to get this, this out of the way. And so this battle then kicks off in your heart. And again, it's, it's such a, a hidden battle, such a, an interior battle that no one sees. It just, all, it just it kicks off and it, it can be uh, not necessarily even that intense a battle because it, it, we can just make the decision of all these things to do and I can pray. Interestingly, if I bring this issue you know, of having all these things to do, and yet needing to pray, if I bring that to the Lord, if I bring that to him and say, Lord, what do you want? Because I know, what the, I, to be honest, I'm very clear, I know exactly what I want. I want to clear my head of these few things and get them done. What do you want? And I think part of us does not want to ask that question. And it's not because God is predictable. I will always say, Oh, yes, you should spend all day in the chapel. Of course, he won't say you should spend all day in the chapel. And at times he will say to you, you know, you need sleep. You need to rest. You need time off. You need time away. You need to contact that person. You know, like at times the answer isn't always, oh, he's so predictable. <laughs> you know, uh, Jesus isn't always predictable. But I think there's a part of us that can be fearful of asking the Lord what he wants. Why? Because he might say something we don't like. He might say something that's against our will. And this is the problem. So this is, this is, this is the battle. Because in, in prayer, part of us, like the, the part of us that wants to do something else, the part of us that wants to be somewhere else, the part of us that wants autonomy, the part of us maybe that, that's just proud and doesn't want to be told what to do. 
that that part of us, if I, if I choose to pray, when I'm engaging in this battle of prayer, if I ask the Lord what he wants, that part of me might lose. And depending on your personality, like a lot of us, our heels will stick in at that point. Why? Because we don't like losing. I don't want to lose. I don't want to feel like I've been somehow defeated. I don't want to feel like someone else had control over this decision, even if that that someone else is God. I want to decide. I want to decide whether I pray. I want to decide whether I rest. I want to decide what I do with my day. And thanks, Lord, for your advice, but I'm not really going to be asking you because I'll take care of it. I got this. Anybody see the problem? <laughs> Anybody see the problem with that attitude? Like, it just means then that, like, well, if you're taking control of things, it means you also have the responsibility. It means that, as, uh, it means that when the day starts to get tough and you haven't prayed, so now you're not, you haven't got the, the Lord's strength in you because you didn't want it, it's on you. It's on you. And, when those, and there will be battles. And my goodness is the enemy, like he will not waste a second. When he sees the days that we haven't prayed, okay, and maybe with the best of intentions. You know, I didn't pray because I needed to do all these things. When he sees those days now that you're just that bit weaker, how, what do you think he's going to do? That's going to be the day when everything just seems to go to pot. Like this morning, when it decided to rain on our computer over there, our lyrics computer. We had never had a leak over there since I got here six years ago. And it decided to rain on the lyrics computer, which, by the way, is six inches from the computer that controls the whole live stream and everything, which could have exploded. There you go. Like, so, I mean, on these kind of days, this is going to be one of those days, just warning you, okay? You better be praying today. This is going to be one of those days. Uh, so, on, on a day like that, like, on a day that we don't pray, what do you think the enemy is going to do? You're that bit weaker. That's when he's going to launch everything he has at you because you're weaker. Because you, cho- you chose not God. You chose yourself. So in, in this battle of prayer, like, and it is a battle, and I'll keep saying that because the catechism does. In this battle of prayer, part of you will have to lose. But is that such a bad thing? Because in any relationship of love, in any relationship between husband and wife, between uh, parent and child, even between teacher and student even, right? Anytime we're engaged in, in, in a meaningful relationship, part of you will have to, I'm sorry to use the word, like part of you will have to die. I mean, have you ever spoken to parents about what it's like to be a parent of young children? Maybe people listening here are the parents of young children. And you'd rather sleep an uninterrupted night for once in six years. You really would. But two o'clock in the morning, here we go. I'd rather sleep. Part of me has to die so that I can serve that child who is my responsibility. Get over it. Get up and love. In this battle of prayer, yes, part of us will have to die. Yeah, get over it and choose God above everything this is like this is a daily experience but the more we do this the easier it gets the less we do it the harder it gets if i always have to choose based on my will based on my control of things well then we're not letting ourselves be guided by god we're not and then we'll have the consequences of things not going as he wants so part of us has to die part of us has to die in order that something else can be born, in order that something else can live. 
And so that part of us that dies, I think, relatively speaking, is small in comparison to the consolation we get afterwards. In comparison to my, my, my bubbling pride or my bubbling desire for control, uh, as, as that gets kind of pushed down, kind of kicking and screaming, as it will, because it won't go away quietly, uh, as that gets, becomes less and less of, a, of an influence, well, then more and more my heart becomes calm and docile and obedient to God. Which means the next time he says something, I won't feel the need to kick and scream and push back and rebel and say thank you for your advice. I'll reflect on it and I'll see if that this is worth doing. But my heart will actually begin to become a little more just obedient. Lord, if you say so. Lord, if you say so. And that's, it must have been how, how the saints taught, how the saints lived, how the saints prayed. Here I am, Lord, I come to do your will. And there is such freedom in that because this part of us that has to die it's a part of us that that's not going to guide us to heaven it's like the anchor pulling us back the whole time it's the, it's the part of us that that rebels against god it's a it's a part that the enemy wants to encourage it's a part that it's it's, it's a deep part of us because it's our will it's our will and it hurts it hurts to renounce that the positive side of that is, is as I renounce that, it means now that, that because it's deep, it means now that God has an ever deeper place in my heart. That that, that kind of core uh, resistance is now replaced with a core love. And even core, what does that mean? It means heart. So as, 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 as this begins to happen in me, my heart is replaced with a from a heart of stone or a heart of control or pride to a heart of flesh, a heart that lives, a heart that's full of life, a heart that's full of God, a heart that's full of love, a heart that's full of peace, a heart that's full of beauty, a heart that raises everybody else up, a heart that gives itself, a heart that trusts So what we apparently lose, I won't say it's nothing, but it's very little in comparison to what we gain and the way we can live. Learning how to follow the Lord in all things. Learning how to listen to him and obey him. This was the faith of our apostles. This was the faith of all the saints. And you and I aren't called to be anything less than saints. You and I aren't called to be just good people you and I are we have that same call to be saints and so we ask the Lord today to renew our hearts and to ground within us this simplicity of heart that when those occasions arise for us to die to ourselves and die to our will that we will do so that we will just not miss an opportunity to put him in the center of our lives.